Hello, welcome back to a Progressive and a Libertarian Walk Into a Bar. Um, I'm Sean O. Um, holy shit, where do you start? Um, we're going to do this in a little different um, scenario than we do otherwise. Um, we're having a lot of trouble with the internet, and we feel it's important to get a podcast out um, while everything's going on that's going on. Um, so I'm going to do a short segment. And then Fernie Sanders is going to do a short segment, and we might be doing this for the next few podcasts, or just occasionally if it tends to work. Um, I'll say it's weird. I feel like Dan Carlin does, uh, sitting there talking. But um, if Ben exists, there definitely doesn't exist a Ben here. So, um, But that's enough with the lighter stuff. Let's get to the real thing. Um, you know, as everybody knows, um, the, the cops... Uh, in Minnesota, killed um, George Floyd um, by putting their knee on his neck. I'm not going to get into the details of it. Uh, you know, I'm sure everybody knows. Um, you know, and it's just a it's a it's, it's a thing with the with the justice system in particular of how racist it is. Um, you know, a lot of the laws that were that we have in this land were put there to fuck with people of color. Period. The war on drugs. A lot of the early gun control and stuff was done uh, to to keep minorities from having weapons, and um, you know obviously I'm not talking to the to, to my brown folks here, and my brown friends and stuff. You know uh, they know that, so I'm talking to the other people when I talk about this. More than likely, um, you know we live in a country where you know I think it's I think it's one in three African American men will end up have to deal with the law at some point in time. With white people, it's 1 in 27. Um, regardless um, of all that, um, it's a lot for everybody. I don't even know the Hispanic numbers. Um, you know, they're they're high. Native American stuff's high, you know. So uh, for people who think there is not racism, you're blinder than me. Um, but that's not all that there is about this. That is a, obviously a large portion, and for the African Americans, and the Latinos, and those who re- feel it more than others, you know, the poor people in general are going to feel it. You know, if we talk about mandatory sentencing and things like that, that's that's going to fuck up the poor people. There's not mandatory sentencing for bankers, um, for fraud, and all these other crimes that happen in the in the in the uh, business world and things like that. If you poison the water, you know, there, it's not a mandatory sentence that you're going to get, you know, you, you know, if a corporation and stuff like that. So the system is, is thoroughly flawed. And that is something libertarians have talked about. And it's, I've tried to talk to my progressive friends and everything about it, that the, the war on drugs and things like that cause um, the cops to fuck with, people of color more. That's why they were started. And, you know, as a libertarian, people say, well, you would legalize heroin. You would legalize this. You know, oh, there's going to be kids selling heroin. Well, I mean, alcohol's legal and there's not kids selling alcohol on the streets. And we're also not incarcerating uh, hundreds of thousands of people for alcohol in prison, federal prisons. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's a given. So, you know, it gives the law the reason and an excuse to mess with people. And then they start stopping people. If they don't find anything, they find people and innocent people get shot. 
killed in all these various manners away. I mean, we could list all the African Americans that have been killed. Um, you know, uh, I remember the one that really woke me up when I was younger was Taisha Miller. You know, the cop shot her. She was sleeping in her car and she had a gun on her lap and, uh, they couldn't get her awake. And then they tapped on, you know, somebody called the cops cause they couldn't get her awake and they were scared or something. And they tapped on the door and she woke up and she was startled and grabbed towards her gun cause she thought somebody was breaking Screamed. in and they shot her 21 times. So she was asleep woke up and didn't even know what was going on and she was dusted just like that um you know the you know all this different things you know and you know people talk about um the white privilege um i would say white privilege was definitely something that was happening with the case in georgia um those people wanted extra you know they wanted special benefits from their friends the cops the former cop over there um he wanted something extra that's that's not part of freedom you know that's that's the way i would associate that he wanted something he wanted the right to kill that man and he wanted his cop friends to cover it up and that's completely insane you know we and we we invade other countries for that kind of behavior from cops you know and from the government you know we 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 say oh you know Bashar al-Assad is killing his people. Well, what the fuck just happened in Minnesota? What the fuck just happened there? You know, the same thing happens uh, all the time. These no-knock raids and things like that that uh, cause these kind of tragedies. I've heard of uh, flashbang grenades being thrown in babies' cribs. Um, You know, uh, the nurse, I just totally went blank. I forgot her name that was just killed in bed. You know, an African-American because of a no-knock raid at the wrong address. You know, a white man, Duncan Lim, was killed in a, in Maryland in a no-knock raid. You know, they, they shot him while he was in bed with his pregnant girlfriend next to him from outside. He didn't even have a gun in his hand either. Um, you know, cops are brutalizing people all over the place. And yes, I know it's not all cops. But, you know, the, the police unions... Uh, and, and cops who who protect these other cops um, are definitely part of the problem. You know, uh, I, I read an article today from some libertarians saying that uh, uh, the the uh, I can't forgot what it was called. Um, it, it basically keeps the cops from um, from getting sued. They can't sue them personally. Uh, the Supreme Court's getting ready to hear a case on it, um, so hopefully it goes well. Um, but they're going to hear a case on whether the cops can be sued. And if the cops can be sued, like a doctor can be sued if they do something horribly wrong, they would have to have insurance. And insurance companies would do the job of not insuring cops who had had several run-ins, um, like this man who killed Mr. Floyd. You know, he had already shot, I think, three people. Um, a Native American guy, and I didn't know the race of the other two people, but yeah, he had shot people before, and one of the time it was a it was a few people who cops who had shot the man, and he was riddled with bullets, like Taisha Miller or um you know uh who else Amadio, I believe was also riddled with bullets if I'm pronouncing his name right um, you know, so we have a problem with authoritarian cops we've militarized our police, you know there's a predator drone flying over um, Minnesota tonight. 
You know, that's a, that's a weapon of war. Uh, as I speak, the National Guard just got released in um, California, in Los Angeles. Um, protesters have got to Beverly Hills, so you know, got to get the got to get the military out there. So, you know, this is some crazy ass shit. You know, I don't condone the destruction of any property, and I would go as far as to say that it, it's a very good possibility that you know uh, provocateurs could have even done this. You know, the the, the government did it in the sixties. You know, they they uh, sent agents in. To, to start throwing bricks through things and people thought, shit, I'm getting in on this and they provoked it. You know, they turned peaceful protest into something else so that they could silence it. And I wouldn't doubt that here. You know, our government spies on us. You know, Edward Snowden told us that. You know, everybody that's out there is getting tracked. You know, people don't realize you have a mask on, but China has facial recognition technology that can see you who you are with a mask on. So I'm betting we do too. We just didn't brag about it like the Chinese did. So um, I just don't think we should be out there wrecking property. Um, we we're already in the midst of the uh, coronavirus lockdowns, or it was starting to open up. But, you know, the economy's already taken a terrible hit. And all these small stores that we're hoping to open up today are not opening up today. Um, if they were peaceful, if it was only peaceful, it would be so much better. Um, but, you know, as Fernie and I had talked, you know, the news doesn't show that. They don't show that there are peaceful protesters, too. You know, they don't do it. And it's, it sucks because they they earn money from these pro, these uh, riot parts of the protest. Um, and as they earn that money, they show more of it. I mean, they did the same thing with the Michigan protesters. And, you know, some of you are going to hate what I have to say about this. But, you know... They showed people with Confederate flags and Nazis, you know, and they showed the craziest people there. They didn't show the other people. Like there was protests here, as you know, if you listen to our other podcast with Angela, Angela McArdle. Um, but there was the protest that Angela McArdle had going on down here at, near um, City Hall. And, you know, they didn't show the libertarians at all. They made sure to show, uh, you know. Uh, any Trump sign that was out there, but they didn't show who all was out there. They didn't show the uh, the um, undocumented people out there. Um, they didn't show the 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 Democrats against uh, Governor Newsom. They didn't show that stuff. They chose not to. They show they they kept showing the the footage from Michigan with the with the uh, Confederate flags. You know, just like all they're showing is the protesters. Um, it's not going to be about. Mr. Floyd having his life smashed out of him. You know, in hell, they're trying to make it seem like he, he died of natural causes, you know, or it, was, or, it, or it was something that he did that made it his health worse. And, you know, that shouldn't have killed him. And it's his own fault that he's dead. You know, you can already see them trying to do that. Um, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's, it's all fucked up here. It's all fucked up. Um, you know, and and just in general about the fires, you know, we live in Los Angeles. It's getting towards fire season. This shit could get real bad real quick, you know. And, you know, I know some people think it's funny that, funny or great that they're looting and t burning stores. But, you know, the firefighters got to go got to go deal with that. And during the riots in 92, there was a, there was a firefighter that was shot, if I remember correctly. You know, um, 
I see all the African-American leaders on TV begging people to stop. And that's not saying that African-Americans are the only one doing this. There's a lot of people of every race out there. So this isn't like I'm saying, oh, black people are out tearing shit up. They got to stop. But the African-American leaders are out there because they're out there representing um, Mr. Floyd. Because I'm sure he would not want this. And I think his family has said they don't want this. You know, they don't want this in his name. You know, it sucks. Shit, even Rodney King said, can't we all get along? And uh, I think we need to do that because, you know, our, our country's taken a big hit our, already because of all this stuff uh, with the coronavirus. Uh, however you want to look at that. Um, you know, I say the government's fucked up by the way they've locked us all down. Um, I think Sweden's done a good job um, and things like that. So we've already talked about that. Uh, and now we got to watch out. Because now the military is basically, you know, they said something about them coming out in Minnesota, the army. And Trump's all down for it. And it's obvious he doesn't give two shits about the uh, Constitution. So, um, you know, it's it's fucking nuts. So, you know, we live in uh, crazy times. And we all got to remember that all of us people, black, white, brown, yellow, red, and everything in between, binary, non-binary, you know, we're all in this thing together. And we got to stop burning things down and stand in solidarity against tyranny. Because once tyranny gets too strong, it'll be it'll be impossible to beat. You know, so we got to we got to stand up against this militarization of our cops. I saw another really cool meme today that said, um, wouldn't it be great if cops were like firefighters, and they didn't come out of their you know, precinct, unless they were called. So they're not out hunting for us, you know, because then they get quotas and things like that. Wouldn't it be great if we weren't hunted by all these men in blue? So, um, you know, I, I want equality for us all in the eyes of the state. You know, uh, that's what I want. You know, I don't want to fear that Fernie or any of my other brown friends, you know, JBG and all these, uh, you know, Victor and Jaime and all these other people that, that are good friends of mine. I don't want my girlfriend, Claudia, you know, I don't want them to be harmed by uh, cops or the army or anybody for that matter. So, um, well, I think I'll, I'll turn it off and go to Fernie now. So I just wanted to say thank you for tuning in. I hope everybody stays safe. Stop burning shit down. Don't let the provocateurs trick you into playing their game. Um, you know, we can all get through this together. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Fernie S. Um, I'm a progressive and libertarian working for Bar. Um, today it's May 30th, 2020. Um, I'm by myself now. Um, Sean and I are having to record separately due to some unforeseen circumstances. Uh, as you may know, not only are we in the middle of a pandemic, so we're not able to meet and be in the same room. But also we are going through civil unrest right now due to the uh, George Floyd um, killing by a police officer in Minneapolis. So we're, we're doing our best uh, to try to put together an episode, so I'll go ahead and record my my side of, um, of the show, and he'll do the same on his end. Um, so um, it's... I mean, what, what else is there to talk about uh, except uh, what's going on right now with these protests because of this killing? Um, 
when I woke up this morning, the, the first thing I thought about was that how um, lucky I would be to be able to watch the SpaceX launch the first time a private corporation is sending human beings into outer space. And I thought that would be the what I would like to focus on and be able to talk about and sort of bask in the glory and genius of humanity. And uh, in a perfect world, um, or a much better world, I would have been able to not only wake up and think about that, but also think about how uh, COVID-19 seemed like it could have been a real threat, but due to the great leadership that we had uh, at the federal, local, government, uh, state level, we were able to keep it down to only a handful of cases and maybe one or two deaths. Um, and that was able to be accomplished through making sure that medical workers had PPE at all times, that tests for the, the virus and for antibodies were available to anybody early on and easily and maybe, maybe even freely. And, you know, I could have been thinking about how even though unemployment uh, could have been a, a much, much bigger, it was kept low because anybody that needed to stay home was able to stay home and was able to afford uh, rent and food and anything they, they were able to afford regularly because the government was able to provide uh, monthly checks to make sure that nobody that didn't have to go out there went out there. However, that's, that's not the world that we're living in. Uh, we're, we're living in, in, in a world where uh, it's not, not much different from 1992. And uh, for anybody that grew up in LA or lived in LA or was just around 1992, um, that's when the LA riots happened after Rodney King, after the officers who beat Rodney King into a hospital were acquitted. And that's when the city um, exploded in riots and uprising, really. And at that time, one of the things that we always talked about, whether it was in class, whether it was in at friends, was that the the feeling that no matter who, no matter who you were, no matter how um, how badly you had committed a crime or whatever you had done, that you would still be given the same kind of justice as anybody else. But the reality was absolutely different. That even if there was video of you being beaten by four or five police officers mercilessly, and even if they were, there was evidence of that, and even if you went to go to court, and even if a jury of your peers, quote unquote, uh, were able to listen to that evidence that somehow um, you still couldn't get a conviction for officers. Basically, the message that time, and the message now, is that our lives, the lives of minorities, the lives of African Americans, the lives of African American men, are of less value. And, and that's what we heard back then, and that's what we heard again in the last few months. And when, when I talk about the last few months, I'm talking about the last few um, incidents. And I can, and, and if you haven't heard these names enough, then I'm sure you will. And just starting with Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, Chris Cooper, and George Floyd. Every one of these people targeted either by police or by people who thought that their opinions or the opinions of black men of black people 
mattered less and that their lives mattered less. And now we're dealing with um, the consequences of the outrage, the anger, and pain that, uh, that all of that has, has caused. Uh, with, with George Floyd, I mean, it was... I mean, if anybody's seen the video, you know what I mean. If you haven't seen the video, I would urge you to watch it, but know that your humanity will be hurt. Because you'll be watching somebody that's kneeling on the neck of another man for seven to nine minutes while that person is begging for their life. And at the same time, there are four other officers that are not doing anything about it, that don't do anything to stop them, stop this officer. So George Floyd died with a knee on his neck. And it's kind of symbolic of the way America has had its knee on the necks of African Americans since 1619, when slavery was first introduced into the United States or before it was even in the United States. It was introduced into North America. And I know there's a lot of people that are wondering, like, well, if you want to make a point, if you if you want to solve this problem, then go ahead and protest, go ahead and do what you got to do, but don't destroy buildings, don't burn down businesses. Why do you have to loot a Target, a Starbucks, a Walmart? Well, my, my response is, those are just buildings. I, I would happily burn down 1,000 targets to bring back the life of any one of these people that were wrongfully targeted, whose lives were cut short by racism. Except for Chris Cooper, obviously. He, he, he was targeted, for sure, because he was black. And because the person that was addressing him knew, was, was quite aware of the power dynamics that exist in the United States between white people and African-Americans, between the police and African-Americans. And she wielded it like a weapon against this man. And so that's that's the outrage that, that we're seeing, that it's not only been happening, because it's, it's always it's, it's been happening for the last 100 years, and now we have video to be able to show the people in power that it is happening. Now they can they don't have to believe us, they can see the video. They can see they can see solid physical evidence of this racist treatment. And somehow America or the powers that be in America are simply just uh, shrugging it off. What is there to do? And even when, when the president presented with this evidence, he decides to focus on the people that were doing the looting, calling them thugs. And then invoking the tried and true fascist authoritarian idea that once looting starts, then the shooting starts. And that's, and that's, I mean, that's just adding gasoline to the fire. And that's why these protests, these riots, have exploded across the United States. And here in LA, if you're not from LA, then maybe you already know, uh, now, Saturday afternoon, Saturday, going Saturday evening, a little bit before 8 o'clock, as I'm recording this, there's a city-wide curfew in LA from 8 a.m. until 5.30, I'm sorry, from 8 p.m. until 5.30 a.m. 
And who knows how long that will continue. Hopefully it'll just be for one more day. But what I saw in the videos of, of the people that were demonstrating, rioting, and looting, destroying buildings, or just protesting in the faces of these police officers was anger. Anger. Anger that it's fucking 2020 and it's still happening. That in 2020, parents of minority children have to talk to their male children and warn them, tell them, teach them, inculcate into their heads that when they're dealing with a police officer, they have to behave a certain way because they're not going to be treated in the same way that others would be treated. That their lives are in danger. And if they're going to sneeze, they better tell the officer to sneeze. And when they do sneeze, they better not make any sudden movement. In 2020. In 20 fucking 20. So that's exactly what I what I've seen. And and the people that are that are worried about the buildings, the people that are worried about the uh, uh, how harmful this message is of of mixing violence with with a with trying to make a point that police brutality is wrong. Okay, whatever. The, the, I'm, not, I'm not worried about the buildings. I'm not worried about the, the message being muddled because it should be pretty fucking clear why people are protesting. It should be pretty fucking clear why clear why Colin Kaepernick was protesting peacefully in a very subtle way. That somehow people still had a problem with that, and people now have a problem with what's going on. What's going on now? Well, fuck. I mean, what are what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to protest? What is the proper way to protest? And how long should we wait? How long can we wait? Is there any need for us to sit idly by and calm and wait for our leaders to take charge of the situation and be able to guide the country? into a direction that says this has to stop. The police have to behave in a way where they do respect, where they do protect, and where they do serve the citizens. We pay their salaries. We are responsible for them being able to have as much power as they do. These are people with guns and badges and power and authority. And time and time again, we see that they're letting us down. We see that they're unable to fix the problems or have any kind of willingness to fix these problems. And, and it's very easy to say that, well, it's not all cops. It's, it's you know, the few that, that spoiled a bunch. Maybe. Maybe. Well, why aren't the good ones trying to root out these bad ones? If they are, they're not doing it, doing it loudly enough. Or if they are, they're being held down. They're being told to shut up. They've been told to move on, that if they don't like it, they can leave. I don't know. I can, I can tell you from my own experience, I have, I've never been harassed by a police officer, but I know the indifference of police officers. When I was 20, maybe 21, um, I came home from school, from, from college, and uh, just happened to walk in into my, my parents' house, my parents' apartment, and there was somebody in there with a gun who was holding up my mom. And at that moment, all I wanted to do was make sure that she would be safe. So between my mom and I, we talked them into leaving. They got, I don't remember how much money or whatever jewels, jewelry they wanted to take. 
and they left. They threatened my life when they left. They took the phone with them. As soon as they left, I locked the door. I called the APD and told them what was going on. And they said they would be right over. And I prayed that they would. It took them about 30 to 45 minutes to show up. Now, yeah, I was surprised, but not that surprised. I, I knew that the cops, and I've known from growing up in LA, that cops in LA don't treat us the same way they treat other people. They don't patrol our neighborhoods in the same way that they patrol other neighborhoods. I can't remember a time where I've been glad to see a police officer. I can't remember a time when I've thought that I'm, you know what, there's a, there's a cop, I'm going to be safe. And that's, and I, I can't think that that's a unique experience in LA or in many parts of the, of the United States. And so when, when people question, yeah, it's, there's, there's police brutality, but it's not that bad. Yeah, there's police brutality, but it, it's going away. Yeah, there's police brutality, but protesting by destroying buildings isn't, isn't the right way to do it. I, I, I don't, I think that's just one small piece of the problem. And that in the United States, our lives don't have the same value as other lives. That when we talk about white privilege, it isn't just about not being arrested or, or, or not being harassed by cops, that it's a hundred thousand or hundreds of different things, facets, factors that affect our daily lives, that affect our income, that affect our access to healthcare, that affect our ability to um, get education or certain employment or housing. And all of those things are in one way or another affected by race. Where uh, minorities tend to be hurt by the fact that they're minorities, even though it shouldn't matter. And we know it happens. We're aware that it happens. The numbers uh, are easily attainable, or you can just Google from from uh, maternal mortality rates, from the number of medical experiments that have been done on ethnic minorities in the last 50 years, from forced sterilization, from redlining, from Trump trying to keep African-Americans from living in his buildings. The, the, the examples run the gamut. Even from, from online and dating, you can see that there's active racism. And what, what's happened in the last few weeks is just another reminder. America saying, you ain't shit. And we're fucking tired. We're fucking tired of it. So, uh, I'm not I'm not really sure. Um, I had I had an agenda about the things I wanted to discuss, things I wanted to touch on, things I wanted to say. Um, so just just a couple more things. Um, uh, for all, for all the people that are saying that um, all these protests are just interested in looting, they they don't care about any of the. Um, uh, these issues about police brutality, they're just opportunists and they want to take shit and they want to burn down buildings for the sake of committing criminal acts. Um, in D.C., there's videos now showing that D.C. have dressed up as Antifa to try to infiltrate these these protests. And who knows, maybe they are also um, 
inciting violence in order to justify having the police um, or end these protests, these peaceful protests. Also, the governor of Minnesota uh, said that there were 40 arrests made on Friday night, yesterday, last night. And these 40 arrests, or these particular 40 arrests, there were a lot more than 40. And these particularly 40 um, arrests were or people who were linked to white supremacist groups. So, I mean, it, it, it's super clear that there are people that, are, that have a vested interest in trying to start a race riot, a race war in the United States. And we saw that there are 40 of them in Minnesota. It's a, it's a fucked up time now. So I'm, I'm going to try to end on a positive note. Because um, I think I think back at uh, the LA riots and how we survived that. And having lived in LA, survived through the Northridge quake in 94. We went through 9-11. We went through the 2008 economic collapse of the housing market. And now we're going through COVID-19 and now an incredibly uncertain time as to what may happen in terms of race relations in this country. So the positive note is that I think, or hope that we'll get through this okay. That whether it's in November where things go in a different direction or whether it's just through the, the sheer strength, tenacity, and, and ability to persevere as American people, that we're going to go through this. That standing up for what we believe, that standing up when we see evil, when we see injustice, when we see immoral acts, that we stand up. And we stand up in anger, we stand up in pain, but we stand up because we don't want those things to continue. Not for ourselves, not for our children, or future generations. Because when future generations look back at 2020 and see how we reacted to all of these things, I want to be able to look back and know that we didn't just sit on our hands. Know that we reacted correctly, that we thought about it correctly, and then we acted with the best interests of, of ourselves, of our people, and of this country, with those best interests in mind. So, stay safe, everybody. Um, stay safe. And wash your fucking hands.